0: So when we, again, when we count to four, you just play the craziest sound that you can play. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for the fourth episode of the Mr. and Mrs. V podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Loretta. And, uh, yeah, you know the drill by now. This is episode four. Loretta, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm so tired right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're recording on a Monday, and just for...
1: We were, so, we were too tired to do it yesterday.
0: Yeah, just and like... I'm
1: still too tired.
0: Yeah, to put but. it in perspective, we usually record Saturday so far. No,
1: Sunday. Saturday
0: or Sunday. And then that way I can edit on Sunday and Monday. And then, like, end of the day Monday, I just time the release for Tuesday morning. Um, but yeah, this week we are not at that point. I'm going to... Literally edit this right after we finish recording and then upload it up. So, For it,
1: you find people
0: that's right, it's been a week. So, uh, yeah, you want to get into some emails? Sure, all right. So, I'll actually let you read the first one.
1: Okay, so this first email is from Kelsey O'Laughlin of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Great girl, great family friend. I've known Kelsey since I was. Honestly, like ever since I can remember, like since I was probably four, I guess. Um, And I'll just say about Kelsey, because I know she's listening in my family. So Kelsey's family and my family are very good friends, like both entire families. And when Kelsey was like, I don't know, four or five, her family was at my family's house for dinner and Kelsey just fell down our stairs. (laughs) We don't know how.
0: We yeah, just I've heard, heard this talked about. Kelsey
1: tumbling down the stairs. So we're all like in our 20s by now, and every time our families get together, our parents are always like, oh, remember when Kelsey fell down the stairs? So now just every time I think of Kelsey, I think of Kelsey down the stairs. tumbling down our steep wooden yeah. stairs when we lived in Fort Lauderdale. Anyways, Kelsey says, hi guys, not a question or a story. Just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy listening to y'all. And the experience you have in your day-to-day. Since I'm still in college, I haven't had the stepping stone job yet. My job with your dad was pretty sweet, I guess. Keep rocking it. Y'all are awesome. Best, Kelsey. That was sweet.
0: That is very sweet. Um, Thank you, Kelsey. Yeah,
1: Kelsey, um, I think it was a summer job at some point. She worked for my dad, and I also worked for my dad one summer. Man, I did a lot of busy work that summer. My dad one time while I was working for him, uh, he like there was not enough for an intern to do at that time because I think there was more than one intern and there was just not a lot for me to do. So whatever I had to do that day, it was done. And I was just sitting there and my dad came into my quote unquote office and was like, look, Loretta. you can clock three extra hours if you do me a huge favor. I was like, all right, what's this favor? And he's like, I need you to drive your car home and then get an Uber back and then drive my car home because I guess he had to go to a dinner that night and he was going to be Ubering home from there. So basically just for 30 minutes, I was running cars back to our house and then he was like, yeah, you can put three extra hours on your (laughs) card for that one.
0: That's awesome. So
1: it was a good time.
0: Anyways,
1: um, now you you get to read the next one. We got two emails this week. We do, and this
0: this one's a very special one. Um, So this I think stemmed from it says the second podcast. So in that one, that's when we were talking about um, middle school, right? No, that sure, yes, yeah, middle school. Mm, So yeah, yeah. so this email actually comes from my middle school science teacher, Um, and. Let me read the email, then I'll say what I was going to say. So it says, Hi, Kyle and Loretta. I just finished listening to your second podcast. Amazing. I have to say, Kyle brought a tear to my eye, parentheses, I was not on the bus, winky face, when he said he had supportive 7th and 8th grade teachers. Just saying, Kyle was cool. Loretta, I love your stories, especially the one about dropping two units on the behavior xylophone. I could be your mentor because it sounds like something I would do. Uh, they were my teachers on the Phoenix team in seventh and eighth grade. So she says, the Phoenix team and I used to say that we could write a book titled, You Can't Make This Crap Up. Crap is a different word, but I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Uh, we didn't, but these podcasts come pretty close. I'm following you and love to give you five stars if I can find the rating page again. <laughs> palm <Facepalm> emoji. <laughs> Be well, you're doing wonderful things. Nancy Kenyon, retired seventh and eighth grade teacher extraordinaire. Let me first start by saying extraordinaire is... An understatement. She was one of the best teachers I've ever had. And that's yeah. saying something because I am not the science type. That's not yeah. how my brain works. But Mrs. Kenyon was one of my favorite teachers that I ever had. So if you're Aww. listening, I hope you still are. Uh, I want to personally thank you for everything you did for me. And definitely you and the Phoenix team definitely put me on the path of, you know, wanting to be a teacher kind of in a roundabout way. Um, and actually the... Loretta and I kind of joke around a little bit how Loretta was very, how do I put this delicately, type A as a student, like on top of everything all the time. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was not always like that. I am like, you know, I work in my own way. I procrastinate, but I always get it done. Like I would get pretty decent grades. Um, but in middle school, I was still figuring that out, the whole like procrastination in a like, positive way. And at one point, like, I felt pretty far behind in science. Um, And uh, at the end of the, I think we were in trimesters in middle school, whatever it was, the end of the term. um, Or, like, halfway through, I had gone to Mrs. Cannon and been like, look, I am, (laughs) like, I know I am totally at fault for this. But, like, is there anything I can do to bump this up a little bit? And she helped me out a little bit. And then. She, like, gave me like, some extra credit to, like, bump it up. And then on top of that, noticed that I was working hard and bumped my grade up even more, like, because I was putting the effort forward. Yeah. So, like, she really kind of...
1: Did you a solid. Yeah. She,
0: she did me more than a solid. So, Mrs. Kenyon, thank you for just being who you are. You always made me laugh in school. In like the best ways possible That's Sweet Yeah She was great I also I didn't tell you about this one Before we got started Because I found this today Because I was kind of going through An email? Yes oh. I was going through our emails This week Just making sure that You know We didn't miss any or anything Because sometimes They might go through spam or something yeah. I want to read you a spam email That we got That is just uh, <laughs> that. Is it inappropriate? <laughs> it's No It's appropriate Don't worry Okay Alright <laughs> The subject line is, hello, dear friend, please can I trust you? Okay. (laughs) And it's from someone named Mrs. Janet Morgan. Okay. Don't know a Janet Morgan. Here's how it starts. Dearest beloved in the Lord. That's us. That's us. I am Mrs. Janet Morgan, a 75-year-old woman. I was born an orphan... (laughs) And born orphan, and then in all caps, and God blessed me abundantly with riches, but no children nor husband, which makes me an unhappy woman. Now I am affected with various diseases, and hold on, it keeps going, and a partial stroke, which has new paragraph affected my speech. I, new paragraph, can no longer walk well and have half of my body paralyzed. I sent this email to you with the help of my private nurse. My condition is really deteriorating dear, by day and is giving me lots to think about.
1: Right, what does Mrs. Janet need? Hold on. The-
0: this has prompted me my decision to donate all I have to charity. I, have oh, made- I thought she was going to say to us. Oh, get ready. <laughs> this has prompted numerous do- donations to charity and after going through your profile doesn't say where, I have decided to make you a donation of 17,500,000 United State dollar. State is like singular. It sounds legitimate. Very legit. And then in parentheses 17 million like written out in numbers. To you as my investment manager. So we have to be her investment manager, Mr. and Mrs. V. Pod. I want you to build an orphanage home with my name, Mrs. Janet Morgan, in your country.
1: Can we just take the money?
0: I mean, we'll see. Please, I am waiting your prompt response only if you are interested. I will send you further details, but I need you to send your routing and account numbers to make sure that I can make the deposit. Oh, sure. Your urgent reply is greatly appreciated, Miss Janet Morgan. Seems legit, right? So like, you sent
1: her our routing number. I sent well, her right? all of
0: our banking Great. info. I sent her screenshots of our checks, our bank, good. like our banking website, everything. So
1: all right, so I Janet's guess, taking um, care of us. Well, Heritage School, you heard it here first. I guess we're leaving. We don't really need to work anymore. Yeah, this
0: is. Uh, we're this, good. Yeah, this is our first step of. Uh,
1: we're just kidding. Putting please front please the door. Don't take that seriously. Yeah,
0: no, we're we're staying at the school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that one if I surprised you with it. <laughs>
1: I what was the sentence where it was like, I have been... About the ailments...
0: <laughs> Just that I have contracted several diseases. Contracted. <laughs> yeah, like she's
1: saying it like it's an STD. <laughs> like I contracted some.
0: So many different things.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Mrs. Janet.
0: Mrs. Janet Morgan, I don't think we're going to take you up on building an orphanage, mostly because we don't even know how to get started building an orphanage. So.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Janet Morgan, but um.
0: Thanks, but no thanks. We're good. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, All right. Well, with that behind us, thank you again for your emails. It's always great to hear from our listeners and our friends. Um, and yeah, if you're texting us about the podcast, quit it. Send us an yeah, email send instead. Us an
1: email,
0: people. <laughs> we like reading them. So that email, if you need it, is Mr. and Mrs. V pod at gmail.com. That's M R A N D M R S V P O D at gmail.com. We really do love hearing from you and just. Like, we don't. All the emails we've had so far, we rarely have stories, but it's always just great to hear who's listening. Even
1: the spam is good.
0: Even, I mean, clearly today, the spam emails are great. Uh, Loretta, do you want to start us off with any stories you had from the week, or do you want me to go?
1: (sighs) All right, look. The stories this week, I've got like two that aren't funny, they're just kind of sweet, but. Man, this week with behavior, I just I was not laughing this week.
0: Well, Mrs. Kenyon loved your kids behavior techniques. Kids were just
1: ripping down the behavior xylophone this week, left and right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a week where like, not the little kids, the you know the elementary school kids. They're always they're always fine. Um, they're good. I had some tough times with my middle school students this week, like like the kind of. um issues where you're sending kids out of your classroom yeah it was just kind of a rough and I know that doesn't sound like a big deal but if you're a teacher like you don't like to when it gets to the point where you have to send a kid out of your room it's just kind of tough and it kind of like for me it kind of ruins my day
0: yeah no you I know get
1: it. so I don't know I, I didn't have that many even if there are funny stories I just don't remember them because when stuff like that happens where behavior and respect gets so poor that I have to send kids out of the room. I kind of just forget the funny things from that day. And we have really great students. It was just a very off week where I had I had two kids that I had to send out and I was like and it was in one day too. It was just I don't know if I believe in all that uh, planets aligning stuff and whatnot, but something was going on that day with the earth, I don't know where <laughs> these kids were just not they just weren't doing it. And it was weird because it was kids that are always so good.
0: Yeah, it was it was an like, off off week. It was interesting.
1: It was like these kids basically like did stuff that I didn't even you know, I didn't send kids to, you know, the dean or anything. I think it was a if it was a kid that was normally behaving poorly, I would have, but these were kids that are just regularly so well behaved that I was like I feel like I can't I'm not going to ruin, you know, You're going send you to the dean, (laughs) but, like, I was very confused. I just sent kids out, and then I took a walk with them and talked to them and just was like, what is going on today? Yeah,
0: you had to call in the relieving pitcher. Yeah, I called in
1: Kyle to take over my, my classes while I literally just went on walks with these kids that were being so poorly behaved. Yeah,
0: I saw it twice. And when I
1: asked them, what's up today? Like, what is going on? Why are you acting this way? They were just like, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. And I could tell they meant it. They're like, I don't know why I just did that. Yeah. But um, I think
0: it's that we're kind of in that first, like the first hump of the school year. Like we were just coming off a (laughs) long weekend. Yeah. Real my shirt. We're coming off a long weekend. Um, and we've started to, have they gotten progress reports yet? They're close, right?
1: Tomorrow. Uh, well, this Wednesday is conference day. Yeah, so, so we're like, yeah, we're coming we're, up on like the parent conference. Yeah,
0: we're hitting stuff. that point, so it's like the first like kind of barrier academically for the kids. Like they've, they're back into the routine of everything. They're yeah. back into like, you know, it's it's not like oh, let's catch up as much anymore it's like now we're, we're talk back about in, your stuff yeah we're back in the swing of things
1: um but yeah i had a couple of sweet student interactions that warmed my heart this week one was a kindergarten student who this boy he is so sw- like he's so sweet and he's honestly one of the cutest kids i've ever seen in my whole life um like when you look at him your heart just melts but he's kind of a I don't want to say poorly behaved in music class. He's like antsy. Uh huh. And just, I have to remind him a lot to just, you know, stay in your spot, don't touch your neighbor or whatever. Just like very excited, very ants in the pants. He's got that kind of a problem. So it's not like disrespectful behavior. It's just, he just wants to get up and run around all the time. Yeah. But I do have to remind him to, do certain things a lot. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm probably not this kid's favorite teacher because I'm always the one telling him, okay, stay in your spot, don't touch him, don't touch that. I'm, you know, in your mind, you're like, he can't like me that much. Yeah. And I, he only sees me twice a week, and that's all he knows of me is that's the teacher that always tells me to sit in my spot. But he was walking into my class, uh, his first music class last week, and I stand at the door and I give kids hand sanitizer while they walk in and he just holds up the whole line. He just hugs me and he won't let go of me. I was <laughs> like, oh, thank you very much. And he just goes, I love you.
0: I was Aww, like, oh. That's very sweet. And I
1: said, I, you know, I love you too. Thank you. Go ahead and find your seat. And <laughs> I was just like, wow, okay. I guess, you know, it really is true with kids. Like something happens and they just forget about it.
0: Yeah. You know, is, he that, doesn't. Yeah
1: care that I have to remind him to sit in his seat all the time. He just cares that I think, I'm I nice think too, to him and I smile when I see him and I say hi to him when I, I'm walking around
0: school. Yeah, um, I think too with the, with the younger kids, it's one of those things like they're... Yes, I mean, they're kids. They're immature in some senses, but I think a lot of the time they're, they're more mature than we realize. Like, they... They, they
1: move know, on.
0: <laughs> yeah, they move on, but it's also like they i feel like younger kids younger than my are the first to admit when like they should be getting reprimanded for something yeah like if they're you know moving out of their seat and you're like hey go sit back sit back down like listen to the directions they're like yeah <laughs> like i wasn't doing that
1: yeah they're very sweet yeah um and then i was using the the ladies room and the thing is at our school we don't have faculty bathrooms so when you're going to use the restroom in the stall next to you there could be a three-year-old there could be an 18 year old there could be a 10 year old um and i was using the ladies room i go to wash my hands in this little uh pre-k no she's in kindergarten now so five-year-old i think she's five she's going to use a sink so we're washing our hands side by side and she has a little step stool that she stands on because she can't reach the sink normally and she was trying to reach the soap, and even on the stool, it was just light years away. Oh, she no. wasn't even close. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, Do you need some help? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, I do need some help. And my mind I was like, Well, I didn't want to put the soap in my hand, then like rub it on her hand, because that's kind of gross. And so I was like, I just offered to help her, and I have no idea how to help her. And then I just like, I feel like I did it with like my index finger and thumbs. I just kind of grabbed her and I picked her up and held her over the counter. I was like, "There you go." <laughs> and she pumped the soap in her She was like, "Thanks," and just kept scrubbing her hands. Like it didn't phase her at all. Yeah, it was just, you know, she's so little. A day. She probably has to get picked up for things all the time. But I don't. Know, I just think that's one of the cool things about um, teaching at a school. Like the one we teach at, where you could have three year olds to 18 year olds. You know, you're in the bathroom and you're washing your hands and you're just going about your normal work day. And there's a four year old that needs, or five year old that needs you to lift her up so she can get the soap at the sink. It's just very sweet. (laughs) Like if I had some, you know, office job, like, and not that that's bad, that's great, but I'm gonna go to the restroom and then I'm gonna go back to my office. Stuff like that isn't gonna happen. Yeah. So it's just kind of cool. Um, that aspect of working in a school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I guess those are my tidbits from the week.
0: Those are some good ones. More of a low-key week for you.
1: Yeah, kind of. Gotcha. What about you?
0: Um, Well, I was just telling you one, and I guess I'll start with this one because it's also a kindergarten story. It happened today. Um, So my Mondays are pretty uh, low-key teaching-wise where... Um, I usually start my morning with, um, like, I'll start my grad school work for the week because it's posted every Monday. So, like, today I just went through all the articles I had to read and I skimmed through them, took some notes and stuff, and I'll continue going through them the rest of the week. Um, So I do that. Like, I do some, not like, a it's going to make me sound kind of pretentious, but like some, like, you know, advanced educational readings, like. That's getting. That's
1: not pretentious. You're getting a master's. Yeah, in I,
0: I know. I'm just trying to make a point of like, so I'm wow, doing. Wow, you're these, a
1: real jerk.
0: Yeah, I am. So I'm doing these readings, and it's just funny to me because I do these readings up until like when I need to leave our apartment to go to Heritage. Yeah. And then I'm seeing kindergartners. So I'm doing like this very <laughs> advanced, like today we're learning about uh, like this instructional hierarchy, and it's talking about all these different things about how you introduce new topics to students and. And how you want to do like step by step instruction, all this stuff, and it's using very scientific terms that I barely understand. Because, like I sure. said, this is Kenyon. My brain. Can you stop brain playing
1: with our tea lights?
0: Fine, my brain isn't super scientific. Kyle science-y. is
1: like, you know, the nice tea lights that we got from our wedding registry. He's like fiddling with it in his hands, like it's. I'm a fidget. just
0: holding it. I know. Anyway, just leave it. so I. <laughs> So I come into this kindergarten class this morning. I touch base with you a little bit about what you wanted us to mm-hmm. do with these kids. Show me a couple of videos. Um, and we're um, going through some boomwhacker activities where, if you don't know, they are little tubes that make different notes. The colored
1: tubes you yeah. used in music class as a kid. Those are boomwhackers. whackers.
0: Yeah. And they uh, have eight different notes. They use the C major scale. And they also use solfege, which is do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You might know from Sound of Music, right? Yeah.
1: Or just being in music
0: class. Well, yeah, but I'm making life. a connection. Anyway. Sure. So, uh, the last class I had with them, they only used Do, which is the big red boomwhacker. It's the start of the scale. Mm-hmm. So, today we introduced three more Me, Sol, and La. Oh, those are good ones. They are good ones. Solid. And for the boomwhackers, Me is yellow, Sol is a tealish green, and La is purple. And in this class we had 12 kids today so it just worked out where there are going to be mm-hmm. the three colors four, four, four on four. each one right so i'm introducing this idea to them and i'm showing them you know like each one's a different color each one makes a different sound and just trying to reinforce like you're only going to play when it's your color so if you have the yellow boomacker you're only going to play when it's the yellow boomacker's turn you're not going to play when it's teal or when it's purple mm-hmm. whatever so that was how I was planning to go through it. Very, you know, step by step, fact by fact, this is what it is. And I forgot that it was kindergarten for a second because I'm going through it. I'm like, all right, last week we used the dough boom whacker. Who remembers what color that was? And they're all screaming, red, red, it was red. <laughs> and then I'll pick up one at a time. Like now this is our me boom whacker. And I'm showing them this big yellow boom whacker. And they're all like, Ooh, <laughs> they're shocked that they come in different colors, even though they hang on our door. And I'm like, what color is the me boomwhacker? And they're like, Yellow. And I was like, all right. And then I pull up the soul boomwhere, which is the tealish green. And this one I was like, this one might get some different answers. Because mm-hmm. it's it's not green, it's not blue, it's image it's that tealish color. Like what color is this? And they're like teal, green. I'm like, oh wow, okay, yeah, like yeah. great job. Like this is we're gonna call this teal because some we have green. This is I a teal. Hammered
1: one. it into their brains last week that it's teal. Yeah. Like, explain what the color teal was.
0: Exactly. And then I pick up the law boomwhacker and I'm like, look, this one is law. And they're all like, ooh, it's very interesting. And I go, what color is this whacker? And it just split the room. Purple, pink, purple, pink, pink. It's, it's very pink. <laughs> obviously purple. It is a deep purple. It like, like it's a prince purple rain purple. <laughs> like it is, couldn't be more purple. And I was just kind of like, just it, yeah. like I am now. Just in the state, I was like, uh, not pink. And they're like, oh, purple, purple. Okay. It's purple. Yeah. And I, did, you know, just, it was just so funny to it's move cute. from, you know, I move, I'm going from like this, deeper reading this morning where I'm using one part of my brain and then I have to go in and and, and not have to, I get to go in and work with these kindergartners where I'm just you know, you it's part of that thing where, and we'll connect them to this later I'm sure, where you can read so much about education but I'd say the majority of it is actually doing it and learning from experience. So like Yeah,
1: I don't remember half the stuff yeah, I read in college, like, I'm gonna I, be honest. It's
0: all I just, a blur. I've always thought that, but I had I was reminded of it this morning where I'm reading so much about inst- like specific stuff like this, like how to introduce new topics to a student. And you're you know, you're reading all the facts and all the best ways to do it and then you introduce yeah. a purple boomwhacker and they call it pink excitedly. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, it was very funny. It
1: does remind you too, like there's some people in this world and I don't understand these people and I don't like these people to be quite honest, wow, but okay. there are some, no, you'll agree with me when I say it. There are some people in this world that look at teachers who teach like, you know, pre-K, kindergarten, those early, early elementary years where they're, they so look down on that. And they're oh, like, oh, yeah. you're no, just I agree teaching with numbers and blah, blah, blah. You're and, babysitters. Oh yeah. But, but think back. It's like, well, how how did you learn what colors were? Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's like, are they teaching colors? Yes. Um, but do you know how important it is that you know your freaking colors? <laughs> yeah. Like they're teaching or, numbers, how they're to they're write just numbers. You're teaching the alphabet. It's like, who do you think taught you to read? Yeah. Who do you think taught you to? Count and think of your life right now if you couldn't count to 10. Yeah,
0: and like, on, on top of that, you're also, especially with these younger age, you're teaching how to interact with others, you're teaching how to be respectful of each other's property, you're teaching like how to, yeah, have different like teachers, how have different like learn from different people, yeah, and especially in this, you know, this COVID era where these kids unfortunately have had to, you know, they have to limit their play dates and you know, limit how much they're going out in public, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think teaching that young age group, and I'm not including myself in this. I mean like people yeah. that are having these kids all day. Those are yeah. saints but it's just that like you, work with those you kids know, the all The socialization
1: stuff aside, because part of that just comes naturally with the kids just being around each other. They kind of, I would say it's like half the teacher telling them what's right and wrong and half like the kids kind of figuring it out for themselves yeah. by experiencing each other in the classroom or whatever. But just think back to that time in your life you learned your colors, you learned your numbers You learned your alphabet You learned how to read, how to begin to write How to do very early forms of math How to identify animals, sounds, color. Like, think of your life right now If you didn't know how to do those things So these people that just look down on them They're like, oh, you're babysitters It's like, no, that's not true no, So when I said I don't like work. those people I'm gonna say you probably agree with me now Yeah, no idea um, But yeah Anyways, rant over.
0: I've got one more story before we oh, move okay. on to our main topic. Um, so my other story, flip side, is from middle school. And I'll okay. keep this one kind of quick. This is with our sixth graders. Uh-huh. So I just started teaching this class last week. Um,
1: yeah, I threw Kyle in there.
0: You, you threw me into the pack of the wolves. wolves. Yeah, which is right. fine. Um, I think we mentioned here before, but just quickly, these sixth graders were fifth graders last year with Loretta in her first year teaching. So they usually would do recorder in fourth grade, but since you didn't have them, like we didn't know what their level of knowledge they was on that. They didn't really play and the they, recorder yeah, when they were in fourth
1: grade. Yeah. So. so
0: we wanted to kind of go back and learn what they missed so that next year, if they want to join
1: band the, our choir. band elective,
0: they can do that because they have that background knowledge. So that's the background info you need for this class. We're going through recorder, which for them, I think is a mix of some of them do Think like oh we should have done this year or like we did do this years ago like we should have done this years ago, but also like I they were more excited than I expected when yeah. I met with them last week, um, but because like I think it's one of those like unsaid things between teacher and student where like. All right, and we, you've even mentioned this to them before, but it's like, we realize it's, it may seem kind of silly at times that we're doing recorder, but it it's for- It makes them feel babyish. Yeah, but it's like, it's for a bigger purpose. It's like, we do this so that we can learn instruments. And mm-hmm. the, I think a lot of them understand that. And even the ones that don't, like, are at least under the, have the idea of like, we all know this is a little silly, but like, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so because of that, like- I just kind of... And it's a a way I've always taught in middle school, too. Is like you can kind of joke around with some things Mm -hmm. and, you know, create that atmosphere so it's a little more enjoyable for them, a little more fun. Yeah. So last week, uh, we were going through this, one of the belt songs, like the songs they play to, you know, get a recorder belt. Um, And... We were struggling it with it when we were warming up. It was like one that they've done before. I've even heard them play it well, mm-hmm. but it was one that we were just starting. and It just it wasn't sounding great. And one check we do is like show me on your thumbs, like thumbs up or thumbs down or thumbs in the middle, like how you felt about that. And the first time, <laughs> the first time we played through the song, I was like, all right, how'd we feel about it? And every single thumb was like all the way yeah. down. They were like that was garbage. And one kid just goes, Mr. V. I don't know you too well yet, but I'm gonna be honest. That was a hot dump. Like, oh That God. was a hot dump. I
1: didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so. That's hilarious.
0: So, the rest of class, anytime we said I would do the check in, I was like, was it a hot dump? Give them a thumbs down. Oh my gosh. I was gosh. like, or was it clean and great in and the thumbs up? Ew. And, they, and they were they laughing. Love that. Yeah, they. I mean, I love potty humor, so of course middle I schoolers too. love That's potty why I, That humor. was that
1: same class. The kid that said that was diarrhea. the diarrhea class. Same I exact class. Contain myself. Yeah. Um. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So it was a it was a funny one. Cool. Yeah. So do you want to move on to our main topic for the week?
1: Yeah. So our um, main topic of discussion this week is um, it doesn't again doesn't matter. What path in life you took, teacher or otherwise, the topic is the things you had to do, the annoying things you had to do to be able to have the job that you love. So that can mean a lot of things. It doesn't mean, doesn't have to mean things you did in college. Because not everybody goes to college, not everybody has to go to college, but whatever job you're in, there had to be some sort of training or process for you to be able to do that job. Yeah. Um, so just the annoying things that you had to do to get where you are, but now that you're there, it's where you want to be. So, you know, I've, I've known that I've wanted to teach music for a long time, but getting there, there were a lot of things I had to do that I did not like so much. Um, and same with Kyle. We went through the exact same program, but I'm sure there are things that we both uh, things we both had to do that we didn't enjoy doing, but it was just part of the process to get here. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, do you want me to?
0: Yeah, why don't you start? I just um, told my two stories.
1: <laughs> okay. Let me think. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is partly just having to there were times where I just had to agree with things and I'm talking about my experience in college sorry my experience in college as a music education major and the things I had to do there so one thing that I distinctly remember having to do that I didn't like was during practicum experiences so we would uh, my junior and part of my senior year of college we would have to Go out and watch other teachers in the community teach their music classes, Mm -hmm. people who are already in the profession. And then, uh, you know, maybe they would let us jump in and teach a lesson once a week and that kind of thing. So it was just slowly getting our feet wet, watching, you know, real life teachers do their job and then also assisting them and teaching some of their classes for them. And, you know, sometimes there are teachers that have views that you just wholeheartedly disagree with. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong or that you're wrong. It's just you have very different views on things. Your
0: philosophy is just different.
1: Yeah, and there was one woman who... And I'm I'm not going to obviously say her name, but I'm going to describe the situation, and you're going to know who I'm talking about because you had to go to the same person. I know who you're going to say um, already. But we had to watch a choir director at, uh, I think it, it was a high school. And I just remember... You know, the students love her, but there were instances every once in a while where she would say something just a little too derogatory and too negative to the point where I was like, if I were a student, I would have been kind of hurt by that, but I couldn't say anything. I had to just kind of keep my mouth shut because it wasn't my place to say anything. And she said this one thing to me that made me so angry. So I haven't said in a while, but I'm formally, I'm a percussionist. That's my major instrument. And there's the stereotype for uh, people who play drums that they're stupid, that they don't know how to read music, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, If you're a percussionist, that's just not true. You probably read music uh, a lot better than most people because of the different mallet instruments you have to play and reading uh, Four mallet instruments, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into all of it because people aren't going to know. When I'm talking about. I was about
0: to make a comparison. It's like them. a no, it's just it's like a pianist. They know how to read yeah, it's chords like, and all that. Like, you wouldn't say know a the piano player
1: doesn't know how to read music. Well, I have to read pretty similarly. So yeah. you know, when people say that to me, I'm just like, you don't know what you're talking about. But anyways, and the rhythms that have to be read too are rhythms that other instruments will probably never see Exa- like in their literally whole career never career playing. Yeah. So anyways, so this professional music educator literally said to me in front of her whole class when she was introducing me and my my colleagues she said oh um this is uh so-and-so she is a vocalist this is uh you know pointed to one of my other classmates uh he plays the saxophone she pointed to me she's like this is Loretta she's a percussionist and she kind of said so she probably only reads rhythms not not notes you know what I mean guys and they all kind of laughed and I was like you're a You are a professional music educator. Do you really not have the sense or the
0: that
1: I sorry that I know what the hell I'm doing? Yeah. It it made me so mad, and I I didn't give that lady the time of day after that.
0: Well, it's like when she doesn't give you the respect that you deserve. Yeah. Like why should it was just hard having to
1: deal with people like that and to have to just keep going to see her once a week and have to act like I cared what she had to say. Cause after that, I really didn't because even that one statement just showed me she, she actually is lacking in a lot of music knowledge right mm. there. If she thinks that percussionists don't know how to read music, yeah, that's just a serious gap in her knowledge that I don't know how it even got there. And I also remember like, Uh, there was another practicum teacher we went to who was really fabulous. He was a band director. He taught middle school band and he was wonderful. Um, Uh, He
0: was, was, I think probably my favorite practicum teacher. Yeah. He,
1: he had a few different ensembles within the middle school and they were all so great. And you know, they really, you could tell the students really liked him, but he was one of those teachers that you could tell the students kind of walked all over him. He had that kind of nerdy, shy personality. Which is fine, but to me, like if you're a teacher, you gotta leave that at the door for the hour that you're teaching that band and you can pick it up on your way out, but you gotta leave it because kids are gonna eat you alive if you have that shy pushover personality. And while he was teaching me to observe him, I just. And this is not to say that he's not a fabulous teacher. He totally was. He was awesome. It was just one thing I noticed that it was definitely helpful for me because I would watch him and think, okay, that's something I'm not going to do. Because that's just as helpful as watching something I would do. But I think everyone's been in that spot where they had that teacher, whether it was middle school, high school, where kids would talk over that teacher and they wouldn't say anything.
0: And you knew you could
1: always, they just let it fly Yeah, and they push over on everything. This was that guy. I am not like that. You know, I'm not like that. And when it was my turn to teach one of his band classes, I stood up on the podium and I had been watching those kids talk over my colleagues too. When they were teaching their lessons, I watched them talk over them. Mm -hmm. And my friend, I can say her name because I don't think she'll care. One of my, my best friends, she was one of my college roommates, Alyssa. She was a music education major with me. And so we would, like, you know, plan lessons together when we were... We did our homework together and stuff like that. We had all the same assignments. So we had to each teach a 10-minute lesson in front of what this guy's band class Yeah, one day. And she was going to teach her lesson first, and then I was going right after her. So she taught her lesson. And not her fault, but these kids are just used to talking over their teacher. So when she got up to teach they were up, they were talking over her and they were being pretty rude Mm -hmm. and she worked hard on her lesson. She didn't deserve that. But in those kids defense, they're used to talking over their teacher and not having any consequences. Mm -hmm. So when I got up, I literally got up to teach my lesson and I didn't even let them talk over me. I just said, all right, before I start, um, I watched all of you talk all the way through Miss Alyssa's whole lesson. I said, I will not deal with that. I will say something right away. So if you want to talk while I'm up here trying to help you, then there's the door. I said something like that. I said, I will give you 110% of my respect. If you give me just a hundred percent of yours. Yeah. And, And I said something like very fair like that. I was like, I want your respect and I will give you every ounce of my respect that I have. If you give it to me. And I said, deal guys. And they went deal. No one talked the whole lesson. It was a great lesson. It was awesome. At the end, the cooperating teacher would give us our feedback. And he said to me, he was like, so Loretta, like your lesson went great. It was awesome. Like, you know, I, you know, I don't have too much to say. I don't have too many notes. I think, you know, they responded well. You guys got a lot done in those 10 minutes. And then he was like, but, you know, I think you're too harsh on the kids. I think you're too Mm. hard on them. At the beginning, he's like, that probably scared them. And I was just, I went back to our supervisor at Providence College and I told her, was like look i know we're supposed to take every piece of advice we get from these cooperating teachers but i was like i am not going to take the advice that i shouldn't ask for respect from my students yeah and she said to me she's like then don't she's like you
0: shouldn't yeah it was i also think because you told me this story before i i've like this week and i've had some time to think about it i also think part of it not the whole thing but part of it is also probably like because when there are cooperating teachers, they have to fill out like all these forms for us. Like they, they have to put they, a negative they ha- exactly. And I think part of it was like knowing him too and having worked under him. I think part of it was oh, what can I say? It's negative here. Like that was really good and being like, well, why don't I say this? And I'm not saying that's okay, but I'm saying like yeah, but you could tell I so think he just
1: he wasn't he'd never done that before. Yeah, yeah. And I again, I it's just different personalities. Like I. I can't – Kyle's watched it. I can't stand being talked over, especially when I'm up there teaching. You
0: can't her. stand if I get talked over. It's,
1: yeah, when Kyle's <laughs> getting talked over, I shoot out of my office so fast and I run to that behavior. Well, because
0: I, I empathize with people that let that happen yeah, to I, a certain degree. I can't
1: say I get it, but it's like it's some people just have that problem where they can't put their foot down or they're, they're nervous well, to. Well,
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you back on that because I have that issue where some – I don't – I notice it when it gets to a degree where I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like they shouldn't be talking. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a small, like chitter chatter here or there when I'm giving directions, it's one of those things where I kind of notice it like in my peripheral almost, but it's, I'm so focused on the lesson and what I want to do that when it's just a little thing that I'm like, I don't want to stop and tell them this isn't okay right now. Because then I'm going to get totally off track of my lesson. I'm not going to be able to get back onto it. So sometimes it's not like a. It's just a I'm philosophy that, thing, because yeah.
1: that's your philosophy, and my philosophy is even the littlest bit of chatter, if I hear it, I'm going to say something, and pretty soon, within a few weeks, that chatter just never happens. Yeah. You know, it's just, it depends on which way you want no, to go. No, absolutely. It's a different
0: philosophy. I don't think thing, it's right or wrong. Like we said, it's just,
1: you know. Well, what about you? What's own... something that annoyed you
0: um, to get to
1: where you are now.
0: Well, let me let me see. I took a couple notes. I want to see where I want to start. Because I thought you were going to start with something different. So I was going to bounce off of that. Um, let's see. Okay, so you kind of said that yours was like not being able to say – how did you feel? Like not being able Just to say Just having no. to bite
1: my tongue when yeah. I – because, you know, now, like because I am now a a professional <laughs> – I don't have to bite my tongue as much. If I have a problem with something, I'm going to say it. Yeah. But at that time, I I just wasn't in the place to say So,
0: Yeah. So mine's kind of similar, but mine's that... We've talked about this before, how great it was to have a small department at Mm -hmm. PC and that all the... Like, I have legitimate relationships that I've continued since graduating with right. all of my professors like yeah. I and I know that if I ever needed anything no matter how long it's been like I yeah. could go to my trumpet my trumpet instructor for all four years I could be like hey man I need some advice on this can can mm-hmm. I call you later this week and I know that he'd be like absolutely yeah like there it's those kind of relationships that being said the flip side of it is because it's such a small department There's so little room to say no, that it's.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah,
0: that it's. It can be overwhelming and, and yeah, annoying at times. The mental
1: breakdowns I had in college because I couldn't say no to.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, in my four years, um, I had. Let me think. I was the only trumpet performance major. Technically for all four years, there was one kid that was a freshman when I, there was one kid that was a freshman as a senior that changed into that his sophomore year. Mm -hmm. But while I was there, technically I was the only major uh, as a trumpet player, which 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 is like
1: the on-call trumpet player. Exactly.
0: So that, and that's exactly what it meant. And by my end of sophomore year, but junior and senior year, like I kind of liked that to a certain degree. Like I liked I mean, actually, mm-hmm. let me backtrack. I enjoyed it a lot of the time, all four years, because it was like, it, especially when it came to recitals. Like my friends going through and they being like, "Hey, I'm doing a jazz set. I need a trumpet player. Can you play it for me?" And I really loved that because, like, I got to play on gigs with some guys that I didn't usually get to, or like,
1: well, it just made you become real good real fast. Yeah,
0: it, it <laughs> threw know? me into I fire. Had the fire. Same problem. Yeah, and like, I mean, like. Jack was a senior when I was a freshman. He asked me to play in his recital because he knew the trumpet player and I was a major.
1: Kyle played in my recital. I did
0: do that too. But, like, Jack was like, we were friendly. But, like, once he asked me in in his recital, like, we became really good friends. And he's still one of my closest friends from PC. So, like, there are the benefits to it. But it's also, like, it got to the point sometimes where I'd be like, God, I do not want to do this. There was another recital my freshman year who... Uh, another senior who I really loved and then he was great and I was happy to, when he asked me I was happy to play for mm-hmm. him but his instructor wanted him to like do some outside work so yeah. it was this brass quartet or quintet something that we were playing and I said like sure I'd gladly play for you there and we, I thought it was going to be which what it usually is for recitals like you play a practice or two together you play at the jury you play at the recital that's it yeah. So like, it's pretty limited. His instructor wanted us to also play a gig doing the same song, like uh, off campus. No. And it, so that was like four or five more practices. And where you're not I, getting
1: paid for this. And I'm by not the getting. Way. Yeah. And it's you're, it's like, a favor to a friend. Exactly. So, you're not so like
0: paid. I said to him, I did not mind doing this at all. I was right. happy to. I would do it again. No questions asked. It was just his instructor not realizing that, of, like, I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. Like, this is my free time. And there was, like I said, we had to do this gig on, like, I forget, it was, like, a Saturday at, like, 9 a.m. at, like, some, like, senior center or something, which Mom was off campus. Hours. So he had to, like, the, the kid whose recital was had to pick us all up and drive us over there, because mm-hmm. we don't, I mean, I didn't have a car on campus Yeah, I'm a yeah. freshman. And it's just one of those things where, like, that took away my entire day. Oh, and yeah. And, like... Again, I don't mind that stuff, and I loved being able to play with my friends on their recitals Uh and just get as many performance opportunities as possible. Like, I was hungry for it. But the flip side of it is, like, it was just because I couldn't say no, it got to the point where it was overwhelming, like, where everyone needed a trumpet player at some point and I had to be the guy that got asked first and at one at some point like towards my senior year I was pretty good about like balancing what I could and couldn't do especially when I was getting ready for my own recital, I was like yeah I would love to but I'm working on this right now I can't
1: yeah it's it was
0: but yeah there were a lot of times where it was just you know it, it was difficult and it, I was the, cause overwhelming you were the
1: only trumpet performance major during your f- four years so it was like you were just Anytime someone knew trumpet players like Kyle, 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 and you had no free time. And then, like, for me, I was 100% the only percussion major. And I was also the only percussionist, period. I was the only one. Yeah. Pretty much all four years. So I just... I remember it wasn't just extra things. It was core ensembles, like... It got put on my shoulders like, hey, if you don't join the jazz band, the jazz band won't have a drummer. Hmm. And not to sound like, uh, uh, not pretend or conceited, but it's like, picture a jazz band like, okay, you're short a saxophone, you're short a trumpet, you're short a whatever. It, it's not gonna sound as great, but it'll work. There's no drummer, there's a little bit of a problem. Hmm. Someone has to play that drum set. It can't go unplayed. Yeah. So every ensemble, it was, hey, if you don't do this, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I remember the jazz combo. I was literally approached with the attitude of like, hey, if you don't, like you don't have to join, but if you don't, the ensemble isn't going to happen this semester. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, what choice are you giving me? So I was, I was stretched so thin those four years. And also, (laughs) just to lighten it up, I do have a story about that. That's, you know. Funny, um, And I'm just going to preface it with, I'm not a bad person. Yeah, you are. Um,
0: I think that's been established, Webkins.
1: I think Kyle and I can both agree. One thing that we both had to do that was so darn annoying as a music major, um, and not just at Providence College, but all music majors at any college, they have to do this. We were required to attend 12 concerts a semester. Concerts that we were not in Um and those were pretty much always held on campus. And they're put our, on.
0: They're put on by the department.
1: On our yeah, in our concert hall, and they were put on by our faculty members or friends of faculty members, things like that. Whoever they could get in to play in our beautiful concert hall. That's we had to go to twelve of those concerts a semester. Yeah, and they always planned them like you know Friday nights or Saturday nights. A And, you know, Friday nights and Saturday nights in college, you don't want to be sitting at a dueling harpsichords concert or whatever it is they made us go to. They usually were not enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. There were a handful that I remember and I was like, oh, those were really cool. But a lot of them I just I couldn't get into. Yeah. And one of them, I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was, as the kids say in college, Halloween weekend. All right. (laughs) Halloween weekend. And if it wasn't Halloween, it was something of that significance. Okay. And they plan a concert for that Friday night. And it's like, these concerts, they're not an hour long. They're two plus. So I'm just going to say it. They really ruined the pregame. <laughs> All right? They did. They, went, they were smack uh, in the middle of I'm the I'm not going to say
0: it. You can say it.
1: <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. Um. So my, uh, this was my senior year? It was my junior year or senior year. Regardless, I'll put it out there. Loretta was 21. July before her junior year. So I was, I was 21 for my whole junior year of college and my whole senior year of college. So if they were going to ruin the pregame, I was going to bring the pregame there. (laughs) So I had this water bottle and it was the kind of water bottle that you, you have to twist the cap shut. And so me and my two roommates were also music majors. We were like, all right, well, you know, they were like, let's, i will bring some wine and a thermos and just kind of sip and watch the concert. And then we'll, you know, go do whatever it is we were going to do that night. And, and I will say a lot of that just consisted of us sitting (laughs) in our apartment. Yeah. But that night I was like, you know what? I have these two, uh, they were the pink Smirnoff ices. Which you know what say what you want those are delicious.
0: The, yeah, I the mean, pink ones. I don't
1: remember what flavor was. I want to say raspberry, but absolutely delicious. So I take this twist cap water bottle. I dump both of them in there, and then like it's you know fizzing inside. And I shut the water bottle. I twist it shut, and we're like, okay, let's go to this concert. And I specifically remember that night. It was um, one of our faculty members. She had a baroque ensemble. Yeah. Um, incredibly talented people. But
0: just not the time.
1: It, it was not it was not the time or place for it. And you gotta really be in the mood for that kind of music. I'll just say that. Yeah. So you know, we kind of begrudgingly go to this concert. I have my water bottle with my ices, and the concert hall is dead, quiet. And I specifically remember our professor, she was playing the clavichord that night, which is a really quiet instrument that really can't um, it doesn't have volume. Whatever, when you hit a note on the clavichord, it is what it is. So it's a very quiet instrument. So I remember her making an announcement. All right, everyone, this needs to be a very quiet concert. My instrument is hard to hear. If you need to move up to the front, you can do that. My friends and I are like, we're not moving to the front. I
0: feel like a lot of you can connect the dots where this is going. So
1: the concert hall is so quiet. When I say you can hear a pin drop, I mean, you could hear me just breathing through my nose. It was so quiet. I open my Smirnoff ice or my, my water bottle, not thinking like I had shut it before I let the bubbles fizz. And it just goes like so loud. And it echoes through this concert hall. And my roommates look at me like, what is wrong with you? And every professor that was watching the concert, they just all turned to me. And I remember one of our professors, I'm going to call him a uh, Dr. Doctor... What, what should we
0: call him? Uh, what about Doctor... Let's call Doctor Sweet Hair.
1: Let's call him... Do- <laughs> he did have nice hair. We'll call him Doctor Sweet Hair. Really nice guy. But he just glared at me. And I was like, oh, he knows. He knows. <laughs> but either way, the concert goes on. You know, I finished my water bottle. Intermission comes around. And Doctor... What did we say? Sweet Hair. Sweet Hair. He walks over to me and my friends. And he just kind of looked at me... And he didn't say anything. He just stared at me for the longest time. Like I know what you did. Just say it. And I'm I wouldn't say anything. And I was like, Hi, Doctor Sweethair. And he's like, Loretta. I was like, Okay. And he just so this was pretty smooth on his part. He was like, So, uh, the friar. What we had a our camp. We went to a Catholic college, and we had uh, Dominican friars walking around campus. We our college was actually like kind of like the headquarters for. Dominican friars which is a priest of the catholic dominican order so he says the friar jazz band is practicing tomorrow and uh here their drummer can't make it so i told them you'd fill in is that okay and he kind of looked at me like you're doing this or it's gonna be worse yeah. and i was like yeah sure so i'm the only drummer on campus so i have to go to this this was like 8:30 a.m that they were rehearsing and it's just like the look the Campus priest band that practices on Saturday mornings for fun, and I had to play with them. That was like my
0: that was a that unspoken
1: was a, punishment.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that was a very, very slick punishment by Doctor. So Sweetheart. I did not enjoy
1: was whatever was going on that weekend because yeah. I had to go to bed. But anyway, so all
0: right, my last story for for this, as we wrap up, is also from a required concert. Yeah, you can go after. Okay. I, said my, I said my last story. My bad. Jeez. Anyway, so. My last story also comes from a required concert. Now, mm-hmm. like you said, we were, we had to go to 12 or whatever the number was. It was an odd number. Yeah. But within that 12, there were usually two or three required concerts. Like, you could, there were usually like 15 or if 16 If you missed options. it, they would
1: murder you, basically, yeah. is what that was. Yeah. Meant.
0: So, like, you had to go to these. So, my very first, like, full required concert um, at PC was about a month into my freshman year. Mm hmm. Um, And at that point, I think, like I said, my friend Jack was uh, a senior that year. So he and a couple of the other seniors, like, had uh, everyone collectively had everyone's number. So, like, the seniors put all of us into a group chat. Right. um, For the concert. And the title was, like, we'll get through this together. Like, that was the group chat (laughs) name. And, like, you know, we're all texting each other before. Like, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like. It's going to be an, an interesting concert, but, like, we'll get together after and have yeah. some fun. And very similar to you is a broke concert, which, like you said, is beautiful, fantastic music. But, like, sometimes you has got to be in the, like, be mindset in the right mindset for mind. it. Yeah. So we are there and this quartet comes out. They're playing. And there's this guy who just, when we keep looking at him, like, we're like, he, he just he looks familiar.
1: Yeah.
0: Didn't couldn't place it until someone sends into the group chat a text that places it for all of us. <laughs> now, Loretta, have you ever seen the movie The Other Guys? No. Okay. So you're like the only person left in America who hasn't. Okay, them. whatever. Alright, but I know your brother loves that movie. Okay. So the other guys, there's this scene and if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. The guy that it's the Arnold Palmer scene where the guy comes okay. out with Arnold Palmer's this is what he looks like. Like, big beard. Like, <laughs> okay. like that. And in the movie, uh, Will Ferrell is talking to this guy. And he, like I said, he has a big bushy beard. And he looks at Will Ferrell and he's sprawled out on a couch, like lying down, like, paint me one of your French girls. <laughs> and looks at Will Ferrell and just goes, I know what you're thinking because of the beard. Probably very hairy, right? And he just yeah. shakes his head and just goes, like, puts his hand all over his eyes. He goes, shaped. And so... <laughs> Uh, in the group text, we realized that this guy playing the Harps Chord or whatever looked just like this guy from the other guys. Like, spot on. Could play him in the, yeah. in the sequel. And one, I forget who it was, but someone in this big group text just texts, I know what you're thinking, dot, 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 because of the beard, dot, dot, dot. And then just shaved. And then sends a picture of the picture I just showed you. Like, sends yeah. a picture of the guy from the other guys. That's so funny. And I was... Like I tried really hard to not like vocalize my laugh, yeah. but I laughed so hard I had to like. Leave. I think you told I, me I, yeah, that. Yeah, like it was just so. That was the
1: thing. It's like all of those concerts. We were in situations where it was like suppressed laughter at all times, and there's nothing funnier than suppressed laughter when you know you can't laugh.
0: Everything is so yeah, funny, right. and it was just. It was like, like I said, like it was that kind of thing where like. Everyone was thinking it. Like, who is this guy? This yeah. guy's reminding me of someone. Because at this point, the movie's only a few years old, like three or four years old. That's great. And we're like, who is it? And as soon as whoever it was sent that text, I was like, gosh darn that's it. Fantastic. That's exactly what it is. Oh. That's
1: right, we funny. got we got like
0: two minutes left before we hit the hour. You want to finish this, year up. your story? Yeah,
1: I guess uh the one other thing that that bothered me that I'm I'm kind of fixing now as of this week is when I was undergrad doing uh, music education, I actually started college wanting to double major in music education and computer science because I, my senior year of col- uh, college, my senior year of high school, I kind of um, really fell into the robotics and coding stuff, which I haven't done since. Um, I thought I was going to be able to keep pursuing that in college and because of the the requirements of the music education major, we couldn't double major. If you wanted to double major, it really depended on the major. And usually a, a double major was out of the question. You could minor in something else with a music education major, but it again, it depended on that minor. Even a computer science minor was out of the question for me. I wouldn't be able to graduate on time. So I was like, okay, I mean, I guess, you know, music education is really what I want to do. The computer science was like something I was heavily interested in, but wasn't sure I wanted to make a career out of. So I went ahead with the music education route, which I'm super glad I did. I have a job I love. Um, but that did always bother me that I didn't get to do this thing that I really did desperately want to do. Just not as much as I wanted to major in music education and that was the only thing that tilted the scale. It yeah. was like I just wanted to do music education just a little bit more. And, you know, now I kind of have been feeling that that itch again. And this week I was sort of I was thinking about um what app would help me teach music better? And I was thinking about like what is an application that would help my teaching. And I had all these ideas because there, there is a, a, an idea for an app that's been brewing in my mind, honestly, for like the last year mm-hmm. that I know would help me so much, but it just doesn't exist yet. And I was like, okay, well this is, I think this is like my sign that, you know, maybe I go, go back, maybe not go back completely to school, but go back and learn how to do this stuff because this is what I wanted to learn how to do. I wanted to learn how to you know, code to make apps and things that would help people help myself. Yeah. Um, and I just, I thought it was such a cool thing to do because that's what our whole world runs on that stuff. And I was like, I have the opportunity to be a part of that if I really want to be. Um, so, as of really today, I've officially decided I'm going back to, I'm getting a certificate in app development with Swift, which is what Apple uses as their coding language. So, um, through the University of Alabama, they have a, certification program that i think takes uh you know it's a 360 hour course certification and i'm gonna start that probably next week
0: it's pretty sweet So
1: i'm really excited so you know i was upset that my um path to becoming a music teacher didn't allow me to do this earlier but i get to do it now so that's awesome um yeah
0: sweet well well, as our friend trey would say roll tide
1: yeah, Roll Tide. I guess I can maybe say that. Does it count if you just get a certificate?
0: I mean, you took, you're taking two classes there, so... Yeah, I think it counts, counts
1: if I have a piece
0: of paper from them on
1: my wall. Yeah. Then I can say it. Yeah. Um, really excited.
0: All right, well... I think it's a good time to wrap up. We just hit that hour mark. I know. We didn't really go over it. I don't
1: think we have to edit much out. So your job is very easy today. Yeah,
0: I think I can literally just upload this as is. Um, So thank you for listening. I know we said that we were going to give you next week's topic, but we're too lazy. We were were way too
1: lazy. We were way too tired. So you know what? I'm going to take that back. We'll give you that topic for the following week. If we get to it,
0: yeah. If, if it if it happens, so, so we got to talk. So just calm out. down is yeah. what we're trying to say. I think once so. our one, yeah, once our numbers get up, it looks like on the Anchor app we're at fifty listeners. Is like our regular app, like listeners. regular listeners? Yeah, we
1: had about a hundred for the first episode, and then it's been regularly fifty listeners since. So you fifty, good for you. You fifty that listened to the first episode and then never listened again. We hate
0: you. That's right, um, but. <laughs> I was going to say, as we get our numbers up, we're going to start get, dipping our toe into some social media to get out there a little more. Um, but that's where you'll be able to see our updates of what the next episode's going to be. So, so be on I, the lookout I for that. I have a little
1: social media update for I myself. was just going to say,
0: I put this on my story because you have 5,000 views on know. That's crazy.
1: Okay. So I said that I was going to start um, putting drum cover TikToks up, which I did, but I don't have a massive following on TikTok. Um it's a grand total of like 24 or maybe 34. I don't know. It's one of those two. When I started though, I had zero. So it's something That's pretty good. So I was like, you know, maybe like, you know, I'm definitely more active on Instagram. I'm not super active, but me like more so than TikTok. on TikTok, I was just the person there that would just watch stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me throw the one I made from the weekend on Instagram. I put this up like, not that long ago, it's got over 5,000 views so far.
0: Did you promote it or anything?
1: No, I just put it up. That's nuts. Yep. So Good for you. It has like 140 likes and three comments, but it has over 5,000 views. and it that's.
0: You really didn't spend money to promote it? I'm I shocked.
1: Swear, all I did was I took my um, my profile off of private, ah. which I'm sure helps a little, but even so... Well, because you
0: put a bunch of hashtags, I'm sure that helps. Well, yeah. You, you should put... put it's hashtags. not on your... Uh, it's not, their not profile on your like, grid? Yeah, yeah, I didn't
1: want it to be. I didn't You
0: should. It it's going to get the numbers up. How? Because when people go to your profile, be the, like they'll. they'll oh, see okay.
1: It. I just didn't want to be annoying.
0: No, now that now that it's successful and it has over five. Well, now views. I know what
1: people like. The first one I put up, I just did what was trending on TikTok. This video, this last video I put up, it was a it's a drum cover of the Fairly Odd Parents theme song, and in the corner of my video, I have the opening uh, credits for Fairly Odd Parents playing. So it's kind of cool. I think people like that. So. You know, I don't know. Maybe this week we go Drake and Josh, Zoe One Hundred One. I think, I think I'm gonna that. have to
0: break, break out some trumpet for it. Yeah, we can find some other ones. Okay. All right, but uh, let's see. Yeah, if you if you have TikTok, follow that Loretta's account at LVD Drums. Um, guess follow her Instagram now. Yeah. At Loretta Spike.
1: Yeah, Loretta Spike. Don't ask why it's Spike. I'm tired of explaining it's it. It's her dog. I don't play volleyball.
0: Um. Yeah, but thank you again for listening. We'll catch you next week. Make sure to send in those listener questions or stories at Mr and vpod at gmail.com. That's M-R-A-N-D-M-R-S-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. And we'll uh, catch you on the flippity flip.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> it was so good until then.
0: <laughs> I'm keeping all this banter. Okay, okay. All right, see you later, guys.